0: Hey, this is John leggett of John and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development, and business leaders, where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic, and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining us. Our special guest today is Luigi Veverge. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Luigi. Thank you so very much for joining us. No, thank you, John. Let me tell you all a bit about Luigi. So, Luigi is the founder of Vivia and Co, which is an international boutique financial services firm with a near fifteen-year tradition. The focus that they have here is to offer savings accounts featuring above-average returns without market risk volatility and so we're going to talk a bit about vivia and co but before we do that uh luigi tell us a bit about yourself and i like myself and those that are listening to get a bit of an understanding of who luigi is so tell us a bit about yourself your background where did you grow up what was family life like influences you had when you were young (laughs) all
1: right thanks john um I'll just quickly give, give an overview as to uh, work career. As you mentioned, I'm the CEO of Vivier, and before that, I actually uh, managed a publicly listed financial advisory company division, uh, where we used to produce the New Zealand uh, Investment Yearbook and the New Zealand Investor Magazine. And before that, I co-authored uh, economic research which was presented before the United States Congress. And more recently, I published a book titled The Digital Banking Revolution which outlines how financial technology companies are rapidly transforming the traditional retail banking industry through disruptive innovation. And as for a bit of my life background, originally a South African citizen, I grew up grew up in South Africa most of my life, but have also lived in Italy and New Zealand and now live in the United States, more specifically
0: South Carolina. Tell us, you why... What- made you decide to go into finance? Was it a gradual thing? Was there something specifically that happened? Was it family business?
1: Uh, No, it was actually uh, realizing after the the global credit crunch, I noticed that it had relatively little effect on the New Zealand banking sector. And that was due to the country's financial market and lending sector uh, being quite stable because of the sterner regulation control that it had as, as opposed to other countries during that same uh, economic boom years between 2002 and 2007 and I started to, to see how New Zealand was becoming a destination of choice for a lot of global investors, more specifically from the Asia region. I've noticed an influx from Japan and China who were actually flocking to place their household savings in, in New Zealand, largely due to the fact that they were receiving interest rates that were uh, well above what they could earn domestically. And, and that's basically when the idea for Vivier came about to offer people attractive rates from New Zealand without exposing themselves to exchange rate risk. Um, And that's basically how Vivier was born.
0: Tell us, Luigi, who is a typical client of Vivier? What is their financial situation? What are they trying to achieve?
1: Simplistically, they're just trying to um, earn a higher rate of interest than what they're earning domestically. Obviously, uh, people that are more digitally savvy, that have discretionary income and who are willing to uh, invest with an entity that is more, and more often than not 10,000 miles away from where they actually reside.
0: Because I know that what I talk about finances with my kids a lot, especially because they're doing that kind of thing in school at the moment. And I tell them, don't leave your money in the bank. It's like the worst thing you can ever do <laughs> because it's you get hardly any returns. So... What type of return, you know, so you can get a better return with Vivier and Co. What type of returns are we talking about, and what's the minimum amount of money we're talking about as well to invest with a company like yours?
1: Yes, so typically uh, we offer rates um, between five and six percent. You need a minimum of at least six thousand um, euros in order to invest. Although we have the same characteristics as a bank. Um, we'll actually focus on our stable accounts offering where you would actually select a notice period. And that basically means you would invest with us for a certain period of time. So don't come to us if you're wanting to pay your groceries or, or, your, you know, or your utility bills because you're basically investing with us for a certain period of receiving that interest and then once your selected period has ended, you will receive your funds plus interest back
0: that's a great return considering you're just putting your money like you don't have to be active with that investment you know you you can put that money invest it with vivier and it's earning five six percent so how are you able to achieve those kind of returns for investors while keeping it safe and it being like we said so, so very hands-off
1: yes yeah, so as you mentioned in, in the intro we don't do anything exotic uh, derivatives hedges anything like that we focus primarily on property development. Pretty much all uh, funds get
0: pooled and invested within the United Kingdom, within real estate in and around London. Right. Can you tell us what kind of track record Vivian has had over the years and maybe even some of your client success stories, one or two? And you don't have to obviously be specific with names or anything like that.
1: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, originally um, incorporated in 2001, and received um, our financial services license about three years ago. And for client success stories, pretty much all of them have renewed their account. So we have a, what's called a rolling notice account. So that means if you select, for example, a 12-month notice account, and if you don't actually give us notice to withdraw, it just rolls over for another 12 months, you know, add infinitum basically until you tell us to withdraw. And so a lot of our clients are just actually happy to um, to keep earning the interest and to uh, leave the funds invested
0: with us. Yeah, that's always a good measure of if you're successful and and the type of success you're having. A lot of people, Luigi, that are listening, they're owners of business, they're like yourself, they're building their business and growing. So over the years with Vivier & Co., how has it changed from when you started in 2001 to today? How has the business developed? Has it gone as you thought it would? Have there been changes along the way because you've had to react to what the market is asking for?
1: Yes, yeah, so I think the, the biggest change I've noticed is obviously um, how digitally savvy people are actually getting. In my line of business, you know ninety nine percent of our clients we're actually never going to meet face to face. The only thing that they've actually got to go on is what we is how we present ourselves online and just realized um, over the last several years how important it is to actually not just have a website, but, you know, outreach via social media, uh, press releases, you know, all varying types of ways to spend our content. And, you know, we learned that luckily quite early on in, in, in the process. And, and that's been one of our, our main reasons for success because we weren't just translating application documents or a website into Spanish, for example. But we were sending our content in Spanish, which which has actually helped um, help us grow significantly in Western Europe.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really interesting because we, we we were having a bit of chat before we started and we we came on here about you know where is your customer base and and where you're looking to get exposure. And you mentioned you were having a lot of success in Spain because of that blog. Did you, and the question I I have I was sick, is, did you set up blogs in several different languages targeting different countries or did you specifically go with Spain because you knew it was going to be successful there? How did you find that market in Spain? Well, I
1: didn't, didn't set up anything, but what, what I realized early on, our biggest, our primary route to, to gaining clients was actually comparison websites. Um, and these are websites that are uh, you know, independent people set up throughout the world where they basically list the best deposit rates you can receive within a country or a region, I realized that it, we can actually almost pitch them and you know tell them about us, what we do, what we're all about. And, and often they would actually list us on, on their website. And because Vivier's um, overheads are, are quite low in comparison to your Barclays or the Standard Banks, because we don't have any bank branches, we, we're predominantly digital, therefore we can actually offer rates that are higher than what the high street can actually offer. And once we're actually listed on these websites, the inquiries just flow from there and, and, and plans flow from that.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I really appreciate you sharing that. So this is not then, so the site you, you're talking about, or maybe there's multiple sites in Spain where you're getting a lot of business, it's not necessarily your website, but you've you've approached websites that do reviews, for products which you would fall into, the category you fall into, and you've basically said to them, hey, this is what we offer. They've added you to the website as one of the comparisons. Is that what you're saying, Luigi? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: that's correct. Look, it doesn't, it doesn't happen that um, obviously that's straightforward. There's a bit of a bit of a vetting process that goes on. And so there's a lot of back and forth that we go going for for a number of weeks, even months. And then once they're obviously satisfied with, with all the answers that we've provided them with, they'll then go ahead and uh,
0: actually list us on there uh, on the road Yeah, I I can imagine that'd be the case, especially if they're an authority site that has a really good reputation. They want to make sure that you're legitimate because I'm, I'm guessing in, in the area of finance investment, there's a lot of, uh, I've heard horror stories from people that they've invested money with something that looked really legitimate, but wasn't, but you've been around for a long time. You're on these comparison sites. So obviously and with your repeat business and everything, you've got a great product there. What else do you do, Luigi? For those that are listening today and they're you know, they're looking to promote their business. Is there anything else that you've found has worked really well in getting getting the message out there and getting clients?
1: Besides the the comparison sites, just for us, it's just been basically servicing our clients well, because if they've served well, they appreciate the service that we offer. They're going to tell their family, they're going to tell their friends, and and that just grows from there. So, you know, since day one, we've decided to apply uh, a personal services approach to our our clients. And by doing so, we we aim to build a long-lasting relationship with each of them so that, you know, we can actually become their trusted advisor on all, all financial matters.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's it's a lot easier to keep an existing client than trying to find new ones. And obviously, there's the word of mouth that gets out there, so it's very wise yep. advice. All businesses, Luigi, all businesses I know of that successful ones, that they, they're they, through their history, the, the business owner or the business itself will make mistakes that they that they've learned from. What are one or two or a few of the mistakes that you've made or Vivian Co's made that you learn really good lessons from?
1: Yeah, sure. I think for us, we decided quite early on that we thought that Southeast Asia could potentially be um, a huge market for us. And we kind of went in their boots and all without really realising the numerous challenges that that we'd actually face. Number one being online connectivity uh, in the region being quite low. Um, And also the fact that financial consumers there... I had never really even heard of a term offshore financial services institution. So there weren't many people looking for us in the marketplace for their banking needs. And so basically the the, the burden fell on us as being the first mover to kind of educate the marketplace. Yeah, I mean, we we should have um, possibly pulled out a, a lot sooner, but, but forged ahead there for, for quite some time before realizing that there would be a lot more, there, there was a lot more people that we needed to educate them Remember, what we first actually thought that we needed to
0: do. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a, a can be a common mistake for a lot of business owners out there that are trying to get into new markets. And especially because it's tempting, isn't it? Because if you if you see there's a huge market as far as numbers and you can see that no one in the market is doing what you're offering and you know that if they were to get it, you've got a massive potential for growth, but then there's that burden, again, that you're saying of that you're educating the market. So yeah. I can understand why there was a lesson to be learned there. Luigi, look, I really appreciate the insights and the time that you shared with us today, Luigi. Is there any final thoughts that you had for our listeners today?
1: I will just say on the international aspect and for us, as we spoke about earlier, that all of a sudden Spain became our primary market. And I'll just say that hiring multilingual staff from the very beginning can be a very effective for any company. You never quite know when they not actually come into use. We were fortunate but one of the directors actually spoke fluent Spanish, you know, because of this this financial comparison stuff and him. Um, that's just basically the two of them really um took Ovia to new height virtually overnight. So um I just, you know, I'd maybe close with what Nelson Mandela once said. He said, you know, if you talk to a man in a language he understands, that goes to his head. But if you talk to him in, a, in his own language, that goes to his heart. Servicing their your clients in their own native language can often go quite a long way.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you so again. Thank you so very much, Luigi. So we've been listening to Luigi Weberje, or oh, Vivian Co. So grateful for the insight you've shared. If you would like to Work with Luigi, so learn more about what he's doing there with Vivian Co. and possibly invest. The best place to go to would be their website, and I'll, its vivianco.com, and I'll spell that out: v-i-v-i-e-r-c-o.com. Is there any other way that people can contact you, Luigi, or is that the best place?
1: That would be the best place, and uh, obviously just by the the contact form, email,
0: or phone. Fantastic. Again, thank you so much, Luigi, for being here with us today. And I want to thank everyone for being here and listening also. Thanks, John. Hey, John is here. If you got something out of today's podcast episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week I'm doing more of these valuable interviews. Also, share it with your friends. Now, if you want to get in contact with me, you can do so anytime through my website, johnlegadakis.com. There's also a lot of great free resources there to help you to get more traffic and leads for your business. This is John Legadakis signing off. I'll see you all next time.